Welcome to the City News 570 Kitchener Rangers Post Game Show. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Prices so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter. And as Paul Fixter makes his way downstairs for some post game conversation, you and me are here to recap the game that was, and it was all Rangers in this one. Matt Sopp got the scoring started, 5.49 into the game, off a beautiful pass from Tanner Lamb. Simon Motu, the second assist. Sopp's seventh of the season, and it was one nothing for the Rangers. Then Trent Swick with his second of the season on a laser of a shot. Kyle Morey, Luca Romano, the helpers, at 18.52 of the first, and the Rangers took a 2 nothing lead to the first break. In the second, Swick again, his third of the season, second of the game, Adrian Misseljevic, the lone assist, 5.05 of the second. It was 3 nothing Rangers. Then Misseljevic would score his 10th. Tanner Lamb and Simon Motu, the assists at 11.30 of the second. The Rangers led 4 nothing after two. In the third, Kitchener was not done yet. Tanner Lamb would add a goal to a goal along with the two assists he already had. Lamb's second of the season from Matt Sopp at 3.57 of the third, 5-0 Kitchener. That was the score when Zach Felak broke the shutout bid for Jackson Parsons. It came 8.50 into the third as Felak was coming out of the penalty box and sent in on a breakaway by Kitchener's Marco Sikic. He's from Kitchener. He plays for Sarnia. It wasn't a Rangers pass to a Sarnia player. Felak's fifth. Uh, made it 5-1. to one. And then Carson Rakoff would extend his league-leading goal total to 12 on a setup by Adrian Misseljevic. Hunter Brustevich would pick up the secondary assist on the sixth Ranger goal of the night. And that's meaningful because it extends Hunter Brustevich's point streak to 10 games. Hunter Brustevich leads the Ontario Hockey League in points with 21. That goal... Coming at 15.01 of the third, that made it 6-1, to and that's how this one would finish. The Rangers go 0-4 on the Channers power play. Sarnia goes 0-5, and Kitchener outshoots the Sting by a count of 29-23. to So the Rangers bounce back from a weekend loss in Mississauga to pick up their eighth win of the season here tonight and their second over the Sarnia Sting. 6-1 the final, your post-game show for you save flooring. Price is so low, you just take it and go. We continue on City News 570. You are listening to the City News 570 Kitchener Rangers postgame show. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go on City News 570. And back here at the Memorial Auditorium where the home fans go home happy because the Kitchener Rangers have done it again and by it, I mean, won a hockey game. It is their eighth win of the season on just 11 games. So only three losses to show for the season. I know it's a very young season still, but this Kitchener Rangers team has proven itself very capable of a number of things, one of which is scoring goals. With their six tonight, the Rangers now have 57 goals scored on the season. A 6-1 win over the Sarnia Sting. Let's send it downstairs to Paul Fixter. Thanks, Mike. I'm down with downstairs with head coach UC Hokus. And coach, I have to say, a real nice bounce back win for your team tonight. One of the words that gets thrown around a lot is structure. I thought your team had great structure in your game plan. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, and 
with, and if you want to win, like you have to play with structure and you have to play play well. And I think first period we really played 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 it played good five on five. Second period, a little bit we we got the four nothing lead and we started a little bit cheating. And but then third period we were back back on it again. Like overall, uh, really good performance. PK was really good. They they were working really hard and. Uh, and yeah, of course, Parson played played great also. But I think overall, like all four lines were doing well. You mentioned the PK. I can think of one in particular where Mercer gets the puck all the way down behind the net, and the first player on the puck is Bouliezi. I mean, the aggressiveness is just fantastic. Oh yeah, he would. But with Bouliezi, with his speed, like uh, he can do really good things in PK. And uh, yeah, they they've actually now they've started playing it and they've got better and better. So. We're really pleased on that. Nice to see Trent Swicket on the board tonight with two goals. Where did that shot come from? Two bullets of a shot. Right, well, yeah. Well, he's been shooting well in practice. Like I've been, we've been waiting when it starts coming. Well, he's been too many times net front screening, screening for the guys. So maybe now he he wanted to score himself. <laughs> he does a real good job with the net yeah. front. I have to ask you about Tanner Lamb. He was left off the U17 team. Uh, <laughs> he sure played like a. A champion tonight what an impressive performance and the goal was beautiful but the two assists the, the vision that he had to make those passes i thought was outstanding oh yeah he's like his puck skills and his offensive skills are something like for a 16 year old boy that they're really good but what i'm really pleased also his defensive game has got got better still a lot of work but still is getting better and uh when he keeps moving his feet and he has the vision like he'll be a great player one day like he sure like i I would say should have been on the u17 team i have to ask you with about two minutes left right in front of your bench actually uh, uh, romano blocks a shot those are the types of things that make coaches pretty happy isn't it oh yeah well he played bad before that so he knew he knew that he had to block that one but no no that's that's the team thing like you you have to sacrifice yourself like that if we want to keep winning. And uh, really good, really, really good that he did it. Did it. That shows like he cares about the team. Nice win tonight for your team, coach. Congratulations. Keep the team rolling. Thank you. Back to you, Mike. Thanks very much, Paul. I just love the coach and his matter-of-fact nature. You gotta love that block by the young player late. Yeah. It was good, but he had to do that because he made a bad play earlier. <laughs> Accountability. Accountability. That's exactly what that says to me. The Rangers, a 6-1 win over the Sarnia Sting tonight. Your post-game show? Well, that's for you, save flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. You're listening to Kitchener Rangers Hockey on City News 570. Who blew a call? Who left it all out on the ice? Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter breaks it down on the Kitchener Rangers postgame show. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. A 6-1 win for the Rangers tonight. Paul Fixter is rinkside. Thanks, Mike. I'm downstairs with Tanner Lamb and a very happy Tanner Lamb, I would think, after a goal and two assists tonight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I can't do any of that without my teammates. But, you know, luckily I had a pretty good game and hopefully go from there. I have to ask you, Tanner, just point blank, how much fun are you having? Yeah, I'm having lots, you know, uh, with the people I'm playing with, uh, with the team I'm with, and it's been great so far. Do you think the transition to the Ontario Hockey League 
has been made a little bit easier for you with the two line mates that you have, older guys, veteran guys that, uh, you know, have been around this league for a while? Yeah, for sure. You know, they're always helping me learn. Uh, I'm just feeding off of what they have. And, you know, it's l- luckily um, I've been playing with them so far. The one word that I use to describe you on the radio all the time is poise. You're poised with the puck. Like, where does that where does that confidence and poise come from at such a young age? Um, I mean, I've just been playing like that for my whole life, so I'm confident in my abilities and the people around me. So, yeah, I think it's a good ability. What's been the toughest uh, transition transitioning in the? What's been the toughest thing for you at this level? Um, probably just playing against the older guys. Uh, you know, they're probably they're way bigger than me, and you know, I just have to fight uh, to get bigger and just. Uh, play off them well your speed your speed certainly helps uh, getting away from those big guys i have to ask you quickly tanner you were left off the u17 uh, how disappointing is that for you because i think you've been so impressive to start the season yeah you know it's it's okay but obviously keep i've just got to keep going and uh you know yeah with that attitude that'll take you a long ways congratulations on a great start to the season thank you back to you mike thanks very much paul and a nice interview with young Tanner Lamb. I made a point of introducing myself to him when we got back from Mississauga on Saturday. I haven't been doing a very good job of that. There are so many new faces to get used to, but you hang around these kids, and I thought, at the very least, we should be on, you know, first name basis. Good handshake. I'm old school. That stuff still matters. A poised young man, to be sure. And a three point night for Tanner Lamb as the Rangers win it six to one. Over the Sarnia Sting. Your post game show is brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, you just take it and go. We continue here from the Memorial Auditorium. We'll get to your calls in just a bit, too. Just a few more minutes. You're listening to City News 570. Once the East Avenue Blues step off the ice, it's time to break down the game. This is the City News 570 Kitchener Rangers post game show. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. And back here inside the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium, following a 6-1 victory for the home team, their eighth win of the season. And another six goals takes Kitchener to 57 scored through 11 games. They still average more than five goals per game, and that leads the Ontario Hockey League. Let's take a look at your three stars from this game. Your three stars brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Better Business Bureau, find a better business at bbb.org. Third star of this game with 22 saves in the Ranger goal. Yes, he was that close to a third shutout, but Jackson Parsons will take the win and the third star honors, I am sure. Trent Swick is now at three goals on the season because he scored twice tonight, and he is named star number two. And I don't think there's a surprise anywhere in this arena or elsewhere. If you were listening along and heard Tanner Lamb with two beautiful assists and a goal to go along with it, a three-point night for the youngster. And that makes Tanner Lamb star number one of this game. So your three stars are a home side sweep. Lamb, Swick, and Parsons, the three stars for the Better Business Bureau. Find a better business at bbb.org. We're back with more of your post-game show. For you save flooring, prices so low, just take it and go. You're listening to City News 570. You are listening to the City News 570 Kitchener Rangers post-game show. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go on City News 570.
All right, you know how this works. So really quickly, when it comes to housekeeping here, if you will, following every Rangers home game, we go extended on the post-game show, which includes an opportunity for you to call in. So start planning the good stuff, okay? Bring the energy to the post-game show tonight. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. But just as we wrap up this portion of the Yusei Flooring postgame, Paul Fixter said to me when he got back to the booth, did you hear what Yusei said when I asked about that blocked shot? And I said, I heard it exactly, and I wanted to bring it up with you, Paul Fixter, coach in this league and others. To me, so you, you asked about the shot block from Luca Romano, which you and I noted late in the game. You're up 6-1. to one. And you've got a kid out there still blocking shots. We both acknowledge that during the broadcast. Surely the coach loves it. And UC Ahokas, the head coach of the Rangers, says, yes, I did like that. But he had to do that because he he made a bad play earlier. And that, to me, just screams accountability. That's the right word, Mike, accountability for sure. And I, I give I give credit. The coaches obviously identified something that they didn't like in his shift, and they would have talked to him about that. And I like how Romano responded. He went out and did something to impress the coach. And I said on the air, and I'll say it again, those are the types of things that get you more ice time because it's a confidence thing, accountability, confidence, that the coach can play you in that situation. And he is he is a uh, he's a young player. He's a young boy, as, as UC likes to say. He's going to make mistakes. It's how you recover from the mistake. And he recovered admirably so much that the coach, you know, complimented him for, for that play. Uh, I, I, it's the type of things that, and the coach said this, it's, it's sending the right message to the team. I care about the team. I don't care about Luca Romano. My, on my, myself, I care about the entire Kitchener Ranger Hockey Club, which is which is good. And on that point, not to take anything away from either Cameron Reed or Luca Romano or anybody else that Hockey Canada has named to that U17 team that will play out in Prince Edward Island, but how you leave Tanner Lamb off that team. And I thought you said it perfectly when you asked him the question. And he says basically like, yeah, whatever an attitude like that's going to carry him a long way. In fairness, he is getting top six minutes, but his performance has been very impressive. I think he's absolutely deserving of an invitation. I'm not really sure how the whole process works, so I, I don't know. You know, I guess they can't take three guys off one team. Uh, I, Mike, in my mind, he should be there. He, he's He's been impressive from day one. He's been... Uh, playing like like he's been in this league for a while and I when I asked him about the the transition what's the hardest thing about transitioning in this league so well, some of the guys are bigger than me I mean that's a pretty confident answer to the kids he says I'm not really struggling I'm you know just some of the players are bigger but I'll get bigger and stronger too right he wants to work to get bigger knows what it takes to play in the yeah, league yeah he's he's impressive his you know the goal tonight was was a beautiful goal but the two passes really stick out for me stand out for me how he first of all had the vision and uh, the pass that he made to Sop was just, uh, it's incredible. Incredible. And a perfect pass for a perfect one-timer. The future looks real bright for this Kitchener Rangers hockey club, but let me tell you this, too. The present's looking pretty damn good. Yeah, like, is, can we say the future is now? <laughs> is, it too, <laughs> is it too early to say that? The future is now because, I mean, they've they've been, and to bounce back, to bounce back the way they bounced tonight is is great because, you know, they had a tough loss in Mississauga. Forget about it. 
uh, get right back to work on Tuesday night and impressive work work effort. Like they, from start to finish, they controlled the game. Well, I've got a little bit of a wackadoodle theory I'll bounce off you, Coach, as we go extended on the post-game show. And, of course, we invite you to be a part of it. It is a Tuesday night after all. We've got lots of time, if you consider from now until 10.30, lots of time, which it is because we're not even yet at 10 p.m. So let's get into it. We'll hear from you. I'll bounce a wackadoodle idea here off the coach, see what he's got to say about it, and lots more. It's time to go extended on your post-game show following this 6-1 Rangers victory over the Sarnia Sting. The post-game show is for you save flooring. Prices so low, just take it and go. You're listening to City News 570. familiar sound to anyone who has entered this building this OHL season. It's the sound, of course, of the Kitchener Rangers goal song. And the Rangers, with their six goals tonight, and by the way, they improved to 5-1 and one on home ice. But with the six goals tonight, now at 57 goals so far this season through 11 games. As we open up the phone lines and go extended on our post-game show for YouSave, 519-570-2545, star 570, and 1-800-570-5715. Before we get to the phones, Paul, let me ask you this, because I've been thinking about it since the weekend when I talked to head coach UC Ahokas before the game, and I said, you know, it's a first-place hockey club all of a sudden. I know it's early, but how does that feel to see this team being in first place? And he basically said, I don't want to talk about that. Talk to me again when it's 20 games in. Here's here's what I've been thinking about. Last season, the Kitchener Rangers had a lot of promise, really high expectations, and started 0-5. They won the next four, and I've thought, okay, things are working out. Point is this. They started opposite to the way everybody thought they were going to start. And a lot of the talk was, yeah, but it's early, it's early, it's early. And in all honesty, didn't change a whole hell of a lot. So, okay, it's early. This is an 8-3 and three hockey team. Maybe, just maybe, it's going to be like last season, and it might not change a whole hell of a lot. No, it might not. And, um, Mike, I mentioned this during the game. Just talking to some of the scouts up here, they like the structure that the team is playing with, you know, and you, and you can see it. The team's playing together. They, they've, they have a game plan, and the coaches put that game plan in place, and they're sticking to it. Um, there, there's no reason for us to believe that this will change because it it's just building. They're, go, they're going to lose games. I mean, I remember, and I hate talking about the old days, but I remember Pierre Lacroix, our, our GM in Colorado, would come into the start of every season, and we had good teams. And he says, I'm just going to let you know right now, What's up here? He says, we're going to lose 20 or more games this year, okay? We're going to lose 20 or more games, so get over it now. And I don't want to hear at the end of every loss, oh, we need to trade this guy, we need to trade that guy, we're no good. This, He says, 
boys, we're going to lose 20. And every year, you know, you'd, you'd lose 21 games, 19 games, right, right around that number. Good teams do. But that means you still win, you know, 60 or take out the ties, whatever, 50 games. And so there's no reason to believe that Kitchener can't continue this and uh, have the season that people weren't expecting. Okay. Maybe it's just me, so I'll be selfish here. Don't ever stop talking about the old days, if you don't mind, because I love those stories. And you know what that makes me think of? And you may remember this. I'm pretty sure it was your last year here. But Murray Hebert, who is still around as a consultant and a great guy I've got all the time in the world for, but he talked about... Maybe it was the year after. doesn't matter. The, the expectations for the team that year were not a banner year expected. But he said the goal is to win the Memorial Cup, even though the team was not expecting to have a great season. But his point was, essentially, every night when you go on the ice, you're not going out there thinking, well, we're going to lose 45 games, so this is another game we're going to lose. You go out there with the intention, no matter where you are in the standings, of competing and winning a hockey game. But Murray took some serious heat for that comment. <laughs> I like that, though. That's, I, well, that's a winner's mindset. And, you know, that I think that instills the right message to the team. Hey, we're in the business. You know, hockey, you're in the business of entertaining, sure, but you're in the business of, of winning hockey games. Like, you're trying to win hockey games. That's that's what the, the business model is. You know, the more games you win, the better chance you have of winning the Memorial Cup or your league championship or, or you know, it starts with your division and then your playoffs. And, and I, I like that mindset. Uh, I was around it, you know, for a, a good number of years with Colorado. That was the mindset. We didn't win every year, but that was the that was the uh, the, the mandate almost to, to, you know, you think about it. Mark, Mark Crawford uh, won a Stanley Cup in 95, 96, and by 98 he was gone because we, you know, we lost in the first round to Edmonton. I mean, that's... That's the, that's the sign of a championship. Hey, we we didn't uh, we didn't uh, meet our goals. We're changing like we're changing the coach. You know, it's unfortunate coaches get fired like that. But I love that mentality, that mindset. Hey, it's all about winning. It's nothing more important than winning. That's the number one thing that the team should do is win. I'm getting my memories mixed up too because that's when Murray had taken over as general manager, which was after Steve Spot had left. And I was you, gone. Yeah, yeah, and but your last year would have been because I remember Steve Spot saying this too, and this would have been 2012, 50th season, 2012-13 or 2013. Anyway, and and Steve Spot said preseason. Like, as the team was building, and, and it was a good-looking team, but he said, we want to do something really special this year on the 50th anniversary. And it didn't work out ultimately. But, again, there was that winner's mindset, declaring yep. early. Yep, no, and that would have been the 13th season then. Yep. Yeah, 13-14 season. Um, yeah, and that was always Spotter's, you know, Pete, Pete had that mindset when he was here. Spotter worked under Pete, learned from Pete. Steve carried that through, and, and you know, we, we didn't win any championships, but we had decent success, and we moved some players along that graduated to play in the National Hockey League, and I think we were entertaining for the most part, um, but ultimately, we didn't win a championship, and, I mean, I would have loved, I'd love to have been part of a championship team here and see how crazy, crazy the Ranger Nation is, you know. Uh, we came up short, and I, I still, I mean, last game we talked about it, the, the Windsor series still stings, you know, like up 3-0 three, three and, and lose in seven games. It, it stings to this day. And, Mike, it's been 10 years or whatever. That was that was 9 10 
Yeah, so, yeah, so I hate to break it to you. It's coming up on 15 years, yeah, pal. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it just it goes it just goes so fast time but but that one uh you know i i i replayed it time and time again what happened what happened what happened you know and that's why you play the games and and you know stranger things happen steve spot still replays it too we had him on the ohl podcast not too long ago and he said he still remembers taylor hall and and he couldn't get dan kelly onto the ice against him on that critical goal that tied the game because Kitchener was leading game four. And then, anyway, the series turns, and here we are talking about it almost uh, 15 years later. Let's go to the phones and hear what kind of fire the fans have to bring to Rangers talk tonight. James, we're going to start with you. You're on City News 570. Hey, guys. uh, I've watched every game this season except for one, and I was at the the odds tonight with a couple buddies who haven't watch any Rangers hockey at all this year. And uh, every time we had a great play, every time we scored, every time we had a, like an amazing back check or like the structure you guys have been talking about, like breaking out with all five players, I had a hard time not just turning to my friends and telling them, you know, it's they're a great team this year. And Mike specifically, I'm, I'm thinking back to the OHL podcast preseason predictions you guys had. And it was like a, it was like a gut punch to think about the fact that, you know, this team might not make the playoffs this year. But if they keep playing like this, like, you know, I don't think – I think it's going to be better than, than last year. Like, I don't think we're going to be the eighth seed coming into the playoffs. I think for sure we're making the playoffs. And I know we're tempering our expectations. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. But, uh, you know, we're, we're a good team this year. You know what, James? And and fair comment. I did pick the Rangers as a bubble team and said maybe it's my fandom blurring my vision, but I picked them as the eighth seed, and I'll I'll wear that one all season long, especially if it if it means what you're talking about. But Paul, what James just mentions too, five players in the rush. How many times do we see a defenseman starting up ice as one of that five man unit? And it goes back to the structure. I think you were talking about. There's there's times sometimes I cringe a little bit up here, Mike, when I I look down and see. Oh, maybe Brustevich behind the net, and then Andronovsky's coming down to the corner. But that's the way they're playing. Like, they're just very aggressive. And and the forwards, we've mentioned this numerous times, the forwards do a real good job of, of backing the defensemen up when they're up in the rush. I, I love the way, well, I love the way all the defense play, but Reed and Hamara, like, their skating gets them out of trouble. They're, they're such gifted skaters. Uh, with Andronovsky and... And Brustavich, they're they're big physical defensemen who, who who move well as well. Campbell is just a scrappy like he. I love the way this guy plays. He 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 plays with with passion and and he plays a hard game. And you know he pays he pays the price. And then you've got Motu, who is just a steady presence back there. You know he he does he does a little bit of everything and he does it very well. James, that was a great call, and thanks very much for making it. You brought some fire to Rangers Talk tonight, just like we were asking for, and it makes me think of something else that came up in the media room prior to the game tonight, Paul, and it was you who said it. The strength of this Rangers hockey team is its backhand. I mean, and that's I'm saying that even with the 57 goals this team has scored. Yeah, well, and the defensive contributed quite a bit to, to that 57 goals. Uh, but, they're, but they're big and strong, and, you know, you look at it, there's only been one game where, where uh, Scott got in. It's a really solid d- decor, 
And it's you know it's unfortunate for for Scott not to be able to get into that lineup, but who do you replace? I mean they're just playing with such, uh, they're just playing really well and and they take care of business, and I like you know they have a little bit of nastiness in them when uh, they get too close to Parsons or Melbuff in, in the in the blue paint. They they there's pushback, there's shove back, and and uh, they they take pride in in the defensive zone. Um, you know I'm I'm still getting to know this team. But I'll, I'll, I'm really impressed with the with the defensive core for sure. Blair Scott will get his reps when Cameron Reed goes to PEI on the summer side of the island, as Don Cameron always used to say. Okay, Andre, you're next. Bring some fire to Rangers talk. Yes, hi, Mike. Hi, Paul. Um, hi, hi, Andre. Great. Uh, just rewind to last week. Thank you very much for uh, answering sincerely when I asked you about Corson Rakoff. Um, since I'm blind, um, what does he look like on ice? And you told me Ryder or uh, my pick was Joe Psychic, and that's who you you called. But my second pick would have been uh, Timo Solani. Um, but uh, I really appreciate um, your uh, your opinion because since the beginning, I always liked Corson Rakoff. Um, I, I know he's going with Seattle now, and uh, Philip Mashar is coming back. So we're going to have... Uh, great power play happening and uh, he's got a great vision uh, great open eyes like other players so um, the bottom line is that I think 100% overall like you said earlier um, our Rangers this year are deep um, I, I remember last year with Chris Pope he used to say a lot kitchen Rangers their feet are not moving their sticks you know this year it's support UC's plan. They're supporting him. They're backing him. The plan is executed. The goal is hot. Um, everything is just so great. So um, my reason why I'm calling is I'm very impressed now of Tanner Lamb. Lamb, I think. Is it Lamb as the animal, Mike? Yes. There's no B on the end, but it is Tanner Lamb. Great night for him tonight. But there's a B in his bonnet the way he plays. <laughs> well played. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's pushing it, and uh, I'm, I'm very amazed of that kid. So uh, go Rangers, and I can't wait for Friday. And my, uh, my task, I'll see more when they face Guelph. Have a good night, Mike and Paul. All right, Andre, appreciate that call. And I think Andre's pointing to structure again here, Paul. But he makes a really interesting comment that I, I – so he talks about the power play and putting uh, Philip Mashar on there once he gets the paperwork done. They're clicking at 23.1%. Who do you take off? Oh, like, I've I've asked myself. Like but, honestly, if if Mike McKenzie isn't sleeping a little more poorly right now, I don't know because that's going to be tough. I mean, you look at the way this team has gone, Paul, and you you already mentioned Blair Scott. Where does he draw in the way things are going on the blue line? You're you're taking an effective forward out of the twelve that are out there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a nice. It's a nice problem to have for the for the organization for the coaching staff specifically, but it's a tough one too. You know, I think it was Donna who called last week and said, you know, how does how does somebody like that fit into a, a team that's now eight and three uh, without upsetting the apple cart? Well, I just met Philip briefly uh, tonight, and he's really excited to play here. He's he's coming with the right attitude. He's coming uh, on a mission. And he's he's just looking forward to playing hockey games. He was he wasn't getting in in the American League in Laval. He wasn't getting ice time, 
and uh, he wants to play hockey, and he's going to get an opportunity to play here in Kitchener. I think it's a great, great problem to have, and uh, the coaches will figure it out because they've they've done a good job, you know, with balance on their lines uh, so far. I think they'll find a spot for Machar to play, and get everything figured out. Unfortunately, when one goes in, one has to come out. That should make, by the way, Rangers fans absolutely giddy that you have a very enthusiastic Philip Machar who can't wait to get into this lineup. We have to take a quick break. Tim, hang in there with us. We're going to get right to you after this timeout. And Evan and Cody, we see you there too. It's Rangers talk. For you save flooring prices so low, just take it and go. We continue on City News 570. It's time to speak your mind. Have your say on the Kitchener Rangers post-game call-in show. Call now, 519-570-2545. Brought to you by You Say Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. City News 570. A 6-1 win for the Kitchener Rangers tonight. Two goals from Trent Swick. A goal and two helpers from Tanner Lamb. And the Rangers improved to 8-3. and three. On the season, we continue with Rangers talk for you. Save Tim. Thank you for waiting. You're on City News 570. Hi, Mike. Hi, Paul. Um, I, uh, I apologize to you in the last segment. Really answered my question. My uh, reason for my call was to discuss where in this uh, lineup and the way the four lines are rolling. Would you uh, would you place Massar? But uh, uh, no, I've been impressed. My uh, my family. We've been uh, season ticket holders for uh, over 40 years, and uh, it's exciting to have a start like this it's been a, a few years where um it's it's kind of been uh, uh a slow and you know uh, with the tradition kitchener has we uh, we always want to see a, a winning team uh, on the ice and uh i know a lot of fans are excited about uh about this year but uh um it's it's a tough decision for uh yossi and i'm sure uh, mike mckenzie where you're going to put uh, uh massar but it's it was wonderful to hear he was coming back and uh just to add his talent to an already uh, impressive lineup, but uh, it's. Uh, have you, we're have you got any thoughts on that? Have you got any thoughts on that, Tim? Like, where would you put him? It's hard. It is because I think you look at that. Uh, like he is a, a top line uh, winger, but the way uh, uh, the way that first line is uh, is putting up the points and gelling. You, you, I don't know if you want to uh, upset the apple cart, and you know. It, uh, all the way down, the the team is gelling, and even though our fourth line and third line, they're uh, they're causing havoc for all opposing teams. Like uh, I, I'm uh, with Plagazi. I am so impressed with the way he's playing. I'm glad that uh, shoulder surgery went well, and uh, he's just a, a terror out there. Like he's flying all over the place, and he's not the biggest guy, but he plays much much larger than uh, his physical uh, his physical stats. That he does. Tim, appreciate the call. It's a great one. Way to bring some fire here to Rangers Talk. You want to wade into that, Fixie, because that is the million-dollar question. Obviously, Philip Machar is going to get top six ice time, but where are you putting him? Well, it, it, it's who's coming out. That's the thing. Like, you know, you put him in the lineup. I, I just, I'm just sitting here looking at the lines, Mike, and, I, I mean, I don't know where you – where you put them and i don't have to make those decisions anymore right i i I, um it's just it's a really nice situation to have to make that you know you've got a first round nhl player getting into your lineup 
who's probably looking to improve upon his 50, 54 points that he had last year. I think, you know, this guy is a point producer. He wants to put up numbers that'll get him uh, an opportunity to play for the Montreal Canadiens at some point in his career. And, and so that's a great sign. You're talking about a team that scored 57 goals already. Now you've got a hungry player coming in here that wants to be a point producer. And, you know, obviously the coach is going to stress defense because he does with every player. He, he mentioned it uh, about Lamb tonight. You know, Lamb's got a goal and two assists. And the one thing that impressed uh, the head coach was how well he's adjusting to the defensive responsibilities at this level. I mean, that's that's saying a lot when the coach is, you know, finding that in a 16-year-old player. I would have to assume, and we'll find out on Friday when the Rangers host Erie and Mashar will be in the lineup, despite the great game he had tonight, it'll be the youngster that slides down. I personally would be looking at Mashar on the wing, not to mess with Rakoff Sop as your one-two centers right now, but we'll see. But I would I would assume that the youngster ends up sliding down, and then what you end up with here is a, a depth, more depth on the team because you're bringing a really talented guy into the top six, and then you've got a top six that's playing well, and one of those guys slides down, and it goes from there. But that's, that's the best I can offer at this point, and again, we'll find out on Friday. Uh, Evan, you're up next on Rangers Talk on City News 570. How's it going? Hello. Good. How's it going with you? Oh, sorry. And Fixter. <laughs> or, so, or shall I say, before the game, I called uh, Fixter. Fix it. Mr. Fix it. He's in the house. What's your question for him tonight? Uh, actually, it's for both of you. Fire away. Let's go. Uh, why wasn't Mazar in the lineup tonight? Like, was it. Uh, due to paperwork stuff, or? Yeah, Evan, appreciate the call, and that's exactly what it is. It's still getting the paperwork finalized with the IIHF, the International Ice Hockey Federation. So I guess the good news, Paul, is that the Rangers didn't miss them tonight. They're certainly happy to have them here, but this team did not miss a beat. No, it didn't. It didn't, for sure. And and uh, I'm sure they'll get that paperwork figured out between now and Friday, and then we can all see where uh, Philip fits into the lineup and how Philip's going to contribute to this lineup, all which right. is really the, the question that everybody has. No question about that. Cody, we're going to go to you next. You're on Rangers Talk. Hey, hey, Farwell. Hey, Fixture. What's up, guys? We're good, Code. Yeah, uh, just a quick uh, shout-out to David and myself because we, we are celebrating our birthdays this week happy birthday you fellas way to go you got a long way to go though to catch marty who turned 101 how about that did you see that on the board today 101 well actually david's birthday is actually tomorrow but uh my and mine's on thursday but a rangers win on our birthdays is, is actually a good birthday present that's, that's a huge a birthday. Pre- I wish they would win on my birthday, except mine's in August, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I want to give uh, I want to give my mad respect to the guy who wears my number thirty seven to Tanner Lamb. I thought that dude was was excellent tonight with the with a goal and two points tonight. All right, Cody, appreciate that call and a good observation. Hard to argue with that, Paul. And you have identified Lamb as a guy whose poise you've liked all the way through and and tonight he just gets rewarded with the points and he was really good tonight he was you know he just hangs on to the puck 
uh, doesn't doesn't just give it away, doesn't turn it over, creates offense, uh, creates offense at will really. Um, and he talked about he talked about it's tough playing against bigger bigger bodies, but he's so fast and, and uh, agile that he gets away from those bigger bodies. Like I can only think of once where he get really got uh, hit hard, and I think it was was uh, when Motu stepped in and you know had had the uh, scrap. I, that's the only hit that I can really remember him taking a big hit. Uh, so he's elusive. He's an elusive player who's fast. And when I interviewed him, Mike, he he had a smile from ear to ear. Like he's just. That's why I asked him, "How much fun are you having?" This guy's having a blast, and how can't you? He's he's playing top minutes. He's he's producing. Um, <laughs> he's just he's fun to watch. He's going. He went from five to eight points with his three point performance tonight. And the Rangers go to eight wins on the season, a 6-1 triumph over the Sarnia Sting. Quick break. Back with more. You're listening to Rangers Talk, brought to you by YouSave on City News 570. Got something to say about your East Avenue Blue? Call now, 519-570-2545. The Kitchener Rangers postgame call-in show, brought to you by YouSave Flooring. Prices so low, just take it and go. City News 570. Trent Swick scores twice tonight. Carson Rakoff adds to his league-leading total with 12. Hunter Brustevich extends his point streak to 10 games, 21 points on the season, and the Rangers win it going away 6-1. to one. Let's go right back to the phones. Rob, you're on Rangers Talk. Gentlemen, we're here again, and it's a Tuesday instead of a Friday. I got four words I'm going to leave you with. The big guys are doing what they're meant to do. The strong guys are doing what they're meant to do. But my four words for you are Alanas, Mari, Lamb, and Campbell. If it wasn't for these guys that are still driving from behind the big guys, the, the play would not be there. We are so fast this season. I think we're going to shock a lot of teams in this league. I, nobody's expecting us to be this fast. And nobody's expecting the new kids and the young kids to be doing what they're doing behind the guys that are doing all the work. Because they're not. Everybody's doing the work. That's all i got to say. All right, Rob. Well said. Way to bring some fire to Rangers talk. Luke Ellenis, Tanner Lamb, Kyle Morey, Carson Campbell. The lesser lights, let's say. And I mean no disrespect from that. But those are the names that Rob wants to bring forward. The four words. Listen. I'll, I'll say two things quickly and then and throw it over to you, Fix. But he's not wrong that this entire team, top to bottom, is working. We talked about that with UC Hocus in the pregame show. It seemed to play out on the ice tonight. I'm wondering if, I mean, we saw Mississauga play the Rangers pretty darn well on Saturday. So as the season goes on, do teams figure out how to play the Rangers better? Do they have to have a certain skill set like Mississauga did? I don't know, but I'll let you have some thoughts here. Well, I really liked the uh, talking about Ellenus because his his ability to to play the game is well. You use the word IQ. His I, hockey IQ is is off the charts, but his effort is just relentless effort. And and I, I think back to it was a few games ago when when uh, you were interviewing the coach and and he talked about Rakoff having to play with fourth line energy. 
all these guys are playing with fourth line energy. And Luke, Luke, uh, Ellen is, is, is a great example of that. And Kyle Morey does a good job. And, but I love the fact that he, he singles out Campbell because I've really been impressed with this, this kid. He, uh, he plays hard and he, he competes, you know, he, he just competes and, uh, and uh, he sits behind me on the, on the bus and I chat with him periodically and, and, uh, you know, I say to him, hey, really good game today. And he's so polite. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, he's just, he's just a great kid. Uh, I, I, I agree with the caller on, on the effort of these guys, and it's contagious. And you throw Lamb in there, like, Lamb, we just keep talking about this guy. You know, but when you single out people like that, it's hard because you, you, you forget about other guys, I suppose. Uh, this fourth line, like Pugliese, Mercer, and, and Boutineau, <laughs> They they don't hurt you. They they actually help you. They're they're uh, the way Pugliese plays is is tremendous. He just he's he's all over the ice and and effective at what he does, and that's create havoc out there. Pugliese, uh, a good friend of mine, Tanya Pettigrew, who's a terrific photographer, was here just to shoot Pugliese tonight. That article about him not too long ago. He's five nine, plays like he's six five. And interesting points on Ellenis and Carson Campbell, two guys that. Mike McKenzie went out and picked up that you might not have thought really anything of. Again, I don't mean any disrespect, but sort of pieces that were added that are already making great contributions. Let's go next to Mike. Mike, you're on Rangers Talk. I love the Rangers. I think they're doing great, but I got a quick question to ask you about the NHL. Do you think the Habs are going to get a good goalie? Any, any, any Settle down. Soon? Settle down. Hang up this phone right now, Adam Sanderson. Hang up the phone. Don't bring that happy crappy on any... I'm kidding. I mean, I shouldn't be that way. But I, I have a standing rule on my daytime talk show that you shall not mention the team that shall not be named. I like to extend that to this show, so I'll just throw it over to you, Paul. Yeah, I, I don't know enough about Montreal to, to say what their goal is. Smart answer. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares about Montreal, right? <laughs> Who cares? Well, I, you know, I do to some extent because... We have Philip Mashar here now. Sure. And I want to see, you know, their their young prospect excel and do well. Uh, I happen to uh, know one of their uh, player development players very well. I, I want to see this kid do well and, and then, you know, contribute to the to the organization down the road. And that contribution starts with his growth and development here. And it's a, it's a, I mean, we've harped on this a lot tonight, but... I mean, this kid is. I'm really looking forward. I'm hoping they get the paperwork done so he can get into the lineup Friday because this kid's eager and anxious to get out on the ice and perform. I have no doubt he will be in the lineup on Friday. Mike, I do appreciate the call, but I, I just can't handle Maybe next time you can ask an NHL question about a good team like the Leafs. We'll take a quick break. We're back with more Rangers talk for you save flooring. Price is so low. Just take it and go. You're listening to City News 570. We want to hear from all the armchair coaches. Call now, 519-570-2545. The Kitchener Rangers postgame call-in show. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. City News 570. Yes, all the armchair coaches, but you got to bring your fire and you got to bring it fast because we're winding down here on Rangers Talk. Right back to the phone, Stephen, bring the fire, bring it fast. Hello, my friends, how are you? Great. Good. Well, I definitely that's a, I call a good response after Miss Saga. Um, I still kind of wonder. I'm not trying to make excuses, but where do we get this all of a sudden Saturday game starting at 4 p.m., which I think definitely helps out the team that didn't play the night before. 
Yeah, you know what? Uh, interesting thought. Appreciate the call, Steve. And I had a, a fan up today talking about the 7 o'clock weeknight starts, including Fridays. Uh, I love them. but I and, and when I saw the 4 o'clock starts, Paul, I was just selfishly thinking, like, last Saturday we're home by 8.30. This Saturday in Owen Sound we'll be home by, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock. It feels kind of good to me. But I, uh, Stephen makes an interesting point. Yeah, he does. I think more so with Mississauga, not so much the 4 o'clock start. It, it's... They didn't play the night before. Right. Was was a bigger factor. Um, I like 4 o'clock starts. I love afternoon games. I, I think it's great. Uh, it balances out balances out over the course of the year, I would think. And um, these guys are so young. They're in such great shape. I mean, the, play, the players actually, uh, even though they lost, Mike, you were on the bus. They, they were fine. Like, they weren't overly upset. I mean, they don't like losing, but... Uh, they bounce back tonight, so I, I four o'clock. I'm all for it. I'm gonna stay with that too. I really do enjoy it. It's better for my lifestyle for sure. I'm getting old these days. Uh, Jeffrey, what do you got for us? Yeah, real quick. I know you're short for time. Uh, it was nice to see before the game, before the puck drop tonight. Uh, Andonovsky had himself a great season. He was plus twenty. More and more I watch the hockey, uh, plus minus, pretty simple stats. Either you're on the ice for a goal or you're on the ice against. Really nice to see Hunter Brustavich as well. He used to do something very frustrating last year. He used to take the puck out of his own zone, but before he got to his own blue line, he would have it dumped back to somebody else. You should only be doing that at the other team's blue line if their defensive structure is not set up properly. Uh, lastly, if someone wants to measure the Kitchener Rangers this year with the youth, you got to go against the four powerhouses that are in the Western Conference. The Sioux, the London, the Guelph, the Sudbury Wolves. Once they get a taste of those four teams, then you make your mark and you, and you understand, I suppose, what the team's made of. The last question I got for you is, what's the best OHL food? For me, it's roast beef on Cumberwick and Guelph. Thank you. All right, Jeffrey. We don't get to try much of the concourse food. Sudbury plays in the Eastern Conference. I think it's a fair point, but, Paul, you've mentioned this. you got to beat the teams that are on your schedule. So you're right. The Rangers haven't seen London yet. They haven't seen the Sioux yet. They haven't seen Guelph yet. But they are putting up strong performances against the teams that they're facing. I would think that the Rangers are saying, bring them on. Sure. Like, like bring them on. Um, you know, they played Mississauga, a very good team, and you know, came out on the, the wrong end of that. Uh, but but they've beaten Saginaw. They've beaten beaten uh, Owen Sound. And Owen Sound, their first game in here, we were both really impressed with them. And then Kitchener handed it right back to them in the second meeting. Um, I, I look forward to those games against the Londons and the Guelphs and, and, and you know, Sudbury's whatever. Sudbury we're only going to see twice. But um, I, I think the Rangers are ready for it. The, the, this coaching staff has his team believing in themselves, and, and that goes a long ways, Mike. How much stock do you put in plus-minus? I've heard some people be very dismissive of it. Do you have strong feelings on it? It's a stat that, like, it's it, it's it's a stat. And, um, you know, sometimes you, you get a minus, and you, you weren't even a factor in the – like, it's just it, – it, I do – we used to track scoring chances as, as more of a plus-minus, and – and we looked at players on the ice uh, for scoring chances for, scoring chances against. That was a big thing that we tr- tracked on all the teams I've been with, as opposed to just goals for, goals against. It's it's a tough one. Um, I, I, I'll give you – do we have a second? I have a quick – You sh- Any stories you want to tell? Uh, I remember when Joe Sackick came in one time after game, and he, he was so excited. And, okay, Joe, yeah, you got another goal tonight or a win or whatever. 
And he said, no, I'm back to even. I said, what do you mean you're back to even? When he was in Quebec, he was a minus 120 at one point in his career. And he chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. That night he got back to even, and he ended up a plus player for the rest of his career. But you imagine being in the in the hundreds, minus, and chipped away, and got back to even. He was so excited about getting back to even, so he took pride in that. So I guess it is an important stat. I love it. Fantastic story. Okay, Eddie is waiting. Eddie's a good friend of the show. Eddie, we're already overtime, so bring it fast and bring some fire. All right. Uh, all I'm going to say is, you know what? I think I think we're getting to the point where uh, we got to. Like, is this team legit? It's it's so hard to tell. And my opinion is that you got to wait till December. That's when you'll know by then whether this team needs to go for it or whether this team needs to sell off. And right now, I mean, I think we know what it's looking like. But I can't – some people are so – like, you know, I'm just saying this because some people are sold and some people are absolutely not sold yet. So what are you thinking? All right, Eddie, appreciate that. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say the quarter poll matters to me. Uh, I think we do have to, and and that's 18 games, uh, or sorry, 17 games is uh, one-fourth of the way through the season. Uh, I, I think we do have to temper expectations. There are some good teams the Rangers haven't seen yet, but full marks. I, I, you can't take anything away from eight and three. And the other thing I'll just add in, because you mentioned December, last year the first big shoe dropped, Brennan Offman trade from Flint to Peterborough in November. So I'll just put that out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a really interesting question. It's something that keeps us as fans excited about the game because you, you never know uh, which way this is going to go. All I'll say is, Mike, the Rangers, sometimes you can be ahead of schedule, uh, like you're playing, and right now they seem to be a little bit ahead of schedule. It's fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's an 8-3 and three hockey club uh, that will host the Erie Otters on Friday night, and then off to Owen Sound we go on Saturday. Our producer, Adam Sanderson, is a very patient man. I was supposed to sign off several minutes ago, but we've gone a little bit longer, and that's okay because it's Rangers talk, and the Rangers are having a heck of a start to the season. Thanks for being a part of it. On behalf of my broadcast partner, Paul Fixter, and our producer, Adam Sanderson, my name is Mike Farwell. The Rangers win it 6-1. Over the Sarnia Sting, and I bid you a very good Tuesday night from the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium.